The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. If you give me the option of watching it at my home, I'm going to pick that over everything. (sighs) Movies like Jurassic Park, the original, need to be seen in theaters. I do think there are some movies that... Yeah, but home theaters are getting so good. Yeah, that's true. Now you can get a hundred... 15-inch televisions and surround sound and and you can have like you don't have to pay eight dollars for a bucket of popcorn like as televisions have gotten less expensive people will buy big ass tvs now and, and there's much less hassle i have no problem with them changing the rules the rona is the one changing the rules you don't think ohio state's a better team than indiana i do isn't that what you want isn't that what you always want the it best is teams? what i want but i don't want you to move the goalposts to fit your narrative but it's, it's the same thing that i've said about this all along the rules are going to have to change to make everything work this season do you think i wanted uh to play six football games this year and here's another thing i don't know that i, I know how great ohio state is anyway here's fred fowler and aj hoffman and we're back on the blitz hour number three let them play northwestern and find out aj <laughs> that'll sh- that'll teach everybody everything <laughs> 713-780-ESP is your number 713-780-3776 or you can uh, get us on the blitz facebook page find the blitz click like you're good to go there's twitter at Fred Fowler, if you are, at AJ is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. And if you missed the first two hours, some of what you missed, that was that was the sportsy stuff. That and Texans GMs. But uh, we have uh, we mix it up a little bit today because it is one of the odds Wednesday, and there's no reason for uh, it to be all sports. So there. So I've got plus four. I'm trailing three. 25.5 seconds left, Cincinnati at the free throw line. Okay, now you can sweat it. I'm sweating. Well, yeah. Now they're down four with one free throw to come. Okay, so you're pushing at the moment? Pushing at the moment. Okay. All right, let's get into uh, David Fincher. Yeah, because... Uh, you said it, something crazy earlier that it, Fight Club's better than seven. Uh, and it is, and, it, and I'm going to explain why, and it's not even close. All right. Uh, which is not to say seven's not good. Seven's a brilliant movie. Uh, it is. Fight Club's more brilliant. Okay. And let me, let's go through his... We'll go through his... Uh, uh, his movie, his filmography here, and you tell me the ones that belong on the list of the really good ones. Okay. His first one was Alien 3. No. No, that's that's not good. Seven, definitely. The Game in 1997. Uh, Michael Douglas movie? Yeah. Mm, good, good. Not not yeah. that good. Panic Room in 2002. I like Panic Room. Probably not top five. Zodiac. I'm going to go no. Curious yeah. case of Benjamin Definitely Button. no. Social Network. Yes. Okay, so we have The Game, we have Fight Club, we have Social Network. Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Yes. Gone Girl. Uh, so we've got Seven, Fight Club, Social Network, and Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, those are the four that we have that we agree on. Is there anything left coming after well, Gone Girl? Uh, I'm gonna, I'll give you the rest of them and you can pick. Because... Okay, Gone Girl's on the list for now. It's better, right. than, it's better than Panic Room and The Game. He's got something called Mank coming out on, on Netflix in 2020, but we, we don't know that yet. Uh, he also was a producer on House of Cards. That show was really good early and then fell apart before Kevin Spacey became rapey. He directed like two or three episodes. He did direct two episodes, but more producers, so I don't know if I'm going to count that. 
But he he did do a good TV show recently. Mindhunter. Mindhunter. That so does that's my, over it, Gone Girl. Yeah, Mindhunter greater than Gone Girl. Okay, well, I I, he, I don't know if he directed every episode of Mindhunter, but he directed most. I of think them. He, yeah, but I think he, he wrote all of them. Okay, so. yeah. So that's um, that's his top five. Yeah. Would, anything you want to disagree with there, Aaron? I wasn't a huge fan of the girl with the dragon tattoo. What? All right. Okay. I'll Especially it. compared to movies like Seven and Fight Club. I mean, those two are my top two. I never watched Mindhunter either, so I can't weigh in on that one. But between Seven and Fight Club, those are my top two of anything he's ever done, I think. Well, and, and don't get me wrong. I love Seven, but there was a lot more going on in, in Fight Club. That, and this is, this is one of those. I used to teach an entire class on this, so bear with me for a second. I'm going to squeeze a one-hour class into, into two minutes. But uh, the thing about Fight Club, if, if you just enjoy it on the level of it being you know, about the fighting and all that, it's a good movie. But if you step back from it and look at what it's really about, it's a metaphor for existentialism. Uh, the whole thing is about tearing down everything and starting over. Uh, it, it also works in uh, all kinds of class distinctions and class warfare. Uh, the psychological part of it is This sounds amazing. like that movie that's got Jennifer Lawrence in it. What's that called? The big famous movie she did? Uh, like the Mockingjay? Oh, The Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Trilogy. It sounds like The Hunger Games is what you're describing. No, Hunger Games, does, <laughs> Hunger Games has uh, nothing to do with philosophy. Okay. Uh, and and that's, that's the thing. It is a philosophical metaphor. And if you dig deeper than, than just the guys fighting and realize that. And, well, I mean, and, obviously it goes deeper than, like, it, it, I mean, it's. No, I don't, I think a lot of people just look at it and, and they don't, they don't see all that. They don't, they don't see that the. Then those people didn't watch the movie. Well, I think they did. Because uh, I've had, I've had conversations with people. It's like, oh, this is, uh, um, you know, this isn't, this isn't that great. It's just about a bunch of guys fighting. I said, no, it's not. You, then those people didn't. I, was, I really think those people didn't watch the movie. Then, like, if you watch that movie and all you take away from it is like some guys fighting in a basement, and you don't realize that it's a guy, like you know, having a battle within himself. I, I don't. I. I mean, you're just. That's just not smart people. Well, it's 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 more than just that though. It, it's uh, the the battle within himself is about him creating a philosophy from scratch and tearing it. There's, there's one great line in there. It's like, uh, it's only when you've lost everything that you're free to do anything. And that's kind of what it is. It basically goes back to the Descartes. I think therefore I am. And there, there's so much that parallels, uh, basically existential philosophical thought. Uh, the whole, the whole thing about the sociological class warfare, which is, you know, that, okay, that ties to hunger games a little bit. Uh, and, and then the whole thing about, uh, you know, insomnia, it, it's just, it, it nails the whole psychological part of it. So there's, there's basically four levels to this movie and, and it's, and those, once you get into all four and once you, and, and I highly recommend go re, go read the script because you miss a lot in there. There's some brilliant writing in that thing. It, it is one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen. I think seen. it's a very good movie. I, I think it, it's really well done. I, I, I love it. And I think it's firmly in that top five. I just think seven is such like the acting in seven is so great that I and you know I, whatever I know we're not allowed to say Kevin Spacey's great now, but he was great in that movie. Uh, but Brad Pitt was great in that movie. It, it's just I, I don't know. I, I thought I thought it was just perfectly acted, and the story is so is is fun. It, like I love serial killer stuff anyway. Um, 
uh, they just fouled with .1 second left down four. Mm. <laughs> Come on! Just terrible. No, I'm, I'm, I'm in no way saying Seven's not a great movie, and I think it's a clear number two on his list. Okay. But I just... I, I We just disagree on one and two, then. That's yeah, all. I, I, and I, I just... Because I do think there's so much more going on in Fight Club that, that goes beyond just a good story and some, and some great acting, which I think... Uh, I think both Brad Pitt and Ed Norton were terrific in, uh, and Helena Bonham Carter, who at the time I really, really I don't find her attractive. I'd at like all. to amend one of my top ones because I just looking at his IMDb, he directed a video in 1994 called Aerosmith Big Ones You Can Look At, which was a list of all of, or it was all of their music videos on one video, mm-hmm. and it also had like I think two or three that had Alicia Silverstone. Oh yeah, when I was a kid. Oh, I think God. David Fincher also uh, directed like some Madonna videos in the 80s. Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, he did Bad Girl. Janie's got a gun. Aerosmith. He did Janie's got a gun. Express he yourself from Madonna. Express yourself. Uh, he did uh, Freedom with George Michael. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Cradle of Love with Billy Idol. Guy. Interesting. Yeah, yes, Trey. We like the Social Network. I certainly did. Um, I enjoyed that too. I thought it was really good. It's. Uh, I, I honestly, it's like far and away his most critically acclaimed movie. Like it, it and you know, I don't know if that's fair. But it's it, like the critics love that movie. So I, I, when is this Mank supposed to be out? I think it's already out. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess guess what I'm watching tonight. Then well, there you go. Because uh, I may come back tomorrow with it. But it, it's a, uh, I guess it's an American biographical drama about Herman Mankiewicz and his development of the screenplay for Citizen Kane. It doesn't sound all that entertaining to me. Um, there was a movie called I think it was RKO to something that was what the project name was and it had Liv Schreiber in it and it was really good about how the, the how the whole thing came to be made um John Malkovich was was in it and played Mankiewicz in the in that movie and I thought it was really good so you know I, I I'll be interested to see what this is now it, it's kind of it sounds like it's been done but DJ DeLarosa said, I fell asleep during Mank. Yeah, RKO 261, that's what it was. Yeah, I knew there was a two in it and a one. I couldn't remember the other number. But it was a, it was a good movie. So, um, Greg asked if y'all watched Mr. Robot. I watched season one and ejected in season two. Uh, I thought season one was brilliant. I thought season two was one of those basic, I know spoilers if you haven't seen it. Well, it's been out long enough. It, it was just a crap bleep you to the audience is all it was. And I, I hate the I hate the dream sequence stuff. I hate the stuff where, oh, none of this really ever happened. Um, and when you do that and it's only the second year of your show, then your show's going to suck. So I was out on it. Cincinnati won by five. I uh-huh. hate sports. What, like, it's plus four. You're down four. You shoot your shot. What will fouling do with .1 seconds left? There's, it, there's literally zero. Prob- like the probability is less than zero. Because you can't get a rebound and get a shot off and then get a steal and get another shot off. No, you're down four. I mean, maybe you get a rebound. You can't, and the only way you can put with .1, it's got to be a putback. So it'd have to be a rebound that you tap all the way across court. You have to get fouled while you're doing it, by the way. It has to go in, and then you have to make a free throw, which I assume if you can volleyball spike a ball across the court 
off a rebound and make it, you'll probably make the free throw. I hate sports so much. I hate it. You want you want a little bit of a laugh before we go to break that Tyler just told me? What? LSU has announced that they're going to, because they're going through this SEC or this investigation with the NCAA for paying players on the field, Yeah, they're now going to ban themselves from any bowl game participation <laughs> this year. Oh, that's very kind that's of them. That's a proactive way of saying, that's a good move. that was our bad. You know what? Self-imposed. We'll slap ourselves on the wrist. We'll take this. We're not going to play in a game this year. Should we even have bowl games, really? I mean, what what's the benefit? Maybe more practice for some of these guys, but... Eh. I'm so disgusted right now. I hate sports. We're not talking sports for the rest of the show, Fred. Okay. I don't know if that's true. We've already talked a lot about not sports. No, we've done we've done some I'm sports. Still pissed at sports. All right, I got to tell you guys about Allstate. Allstate siding and windows, uh, guys. You want windows that are going to make your house look great. My, I'm telling you, these things are beautiful. I got them done at my house. The the curb appeal alone is worth the money. But I'm saving forty percent on my electric bills. Boom. You know, you go to these neighborhoods and and the like. They've got the builder grade house, especially if you've got an older house and they've got the builder grade windows. It just doesn't look great. And then the house next to them has these nice, beautiful new windows in. That, that's what my house is now, next to my neighbors. Suck it, neighbors. That's what you get because uh, I called Allstate Windows and Siding. 25% off window packages right now, $2,000 off complete siding jobs. Home and virtual appointments are available. They're family run for four generations. You want the best rates? Call Allstate. Allstate Windows and Siding. Call them today, 832. 832- 204-1936, or you can check them out online, allstatesidingandwindows.com. That's 832-204-1936 for Allstate Siding and Windows. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. Hey guys, it's AJ Hoffman. It's fall and we could all use a little awesome. Well, our friends at Bespoke Post has brand new seasonal box of awesome collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. Who wouldn't want awesome stuff sent to them every month, right? It's like Christmas on your doorstep. Whether it's gear to upgrade your autumn craft beers or cozy threads for when the temperature dips, no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them to pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code BLITZ at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, promo code BLITZ for 20% off your first box. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. All right, the Twitchers have spoken. They want... Uh, is it girl, girl carry or guy carry? I, I don't know which. That complains all the time. 
Is it a guy? All right, whichever. Let him have let him have his uh, opportunity here. Go. You got thirty seconds. Nicely, nicely done, Fred. Way to start from the beginning. So yeah, so AJ, you can take a break and just eat some popcorn. Uh, this call goes back to Monday uh, when I talked to, with Fred about the BYU Coastal Carolina game. Game, uh, and of course I called to give. Well, my number one reason was different, but I, I was giving Fred a gentle ribbing about the fact that he was so 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 very wrong about how good BYU was. But before I could get to my handicapping point, which I'll get to in a second, um, uh, and he, basically he threw me off the air and started calling me names. And but but here here was what I was going to say to you, Fred. And, and you call you said that uh, I didn't tell the truth, and because my point was this: you said on air fifty six to ten, you can move on this game as it's as if it's already been played. And on the air, you said I never said that. You're making things up. Well, Fred, sorry. I went back and looked at hour number two of December 4th, 46.33. Here's, here's your quote. I'm reading it, so don't okay, interrupt. Stop. No, I am going to interrupt you because no, I no, said no, that tongue-in-cheek. Go, go ahead. I said that tongue-in-cheek because you know damn well, if you ever listen to this show, that I don't do stuff like that seriously. It was, okay, it was so, making okay, so fun of the guy. Stop. stop. Stop! You didn't. You didn't say tongue in cheek, Fred. That was your pick of the week. So stop saying that. No. And number th- one. Oh my God. Okay. You're, finish. You're, finish you're your thought. to talk over me. Yeah. Go ahead. Finish Tell me what I can talk again. No. Go now. You got thirty seconds. Okay. Fine. Okay. Thirty seconds. Here's what you said. Uh, here's what you said. You said. You ready? If they beat them fifty-six to ten, which is what's going to happen, by the way, you can move on this game as if it's already been played. Now, what my point on that was is not that you're wrong or right. I, that, who cares? We all miss games. My point was this, as a handicapper, and I've done, I've done handicapping a long time, just like you have and AJ, and I respect all you guys, but my, my point was going to be this, that when you start believing your own bleep, you need to kind of step back on a game and maybe not be so strident in what your, in what your take is. And that was really what, what I was going to say, um, and of course, you know, you're so thin-skinned, man. You can't take any criticism. If you do, it's like, you know, somebody's calling you out and you know talking about your mother. That wasn't the point. So anyway, that was what I was getting at. I do appreciate you taking my call. And listen, Fred, we're, we're friends. I, I but I was just giving you a, a little bit of a hard time. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be a little bit more thick-skinned than that. Well, let me allow me to retort. It was obviously a joke because you know damn well I never say that stuff. And no, that's all right. Leave, leave him alone. Leave him alone. It's okay. I'm glad he got. I'm glad he got that off his chest, and it's so important to him that. Yeah. I, I think here's what I think happened. I do think Fred was pretty serious about that pick. I mean, it was his his favorite play of the week. He admitted that he he took a bath on it. Yeah, that happens. But what Fred does say regularly. Because he's making fun of you know Tommy the Brick or whoever that guy is that you uh, you know like I don't I don't remember the guy's name who was like he'd make those tout commercials and say you can move on this game as if it's already been played. That's like a that's something that we joke around about on the show a lot. I don't know if you did it in the voice. I don't know. No, I did it I, because the guy was uh, and, and you know he's he's the coast the original coastal guy's cool. He uh, he was getting personal and so i just made fun of it 
And you know what? Sometimes, I, I think most Twitchers, did you get it? That it was a joke? You know, I, I, but that's okay. I'm, sh- I'm sorry that you didn't get it. I'm sorry that you think I'm believing my own BS when, boy, I've, I, I've tried to be as honest as possible on here about when I'm not picking well, and especially when I had two weeks where I was like one in 10. But, you know, that's, uh, that's okay. Uh, you, if you think, you know, you can think what you want. I don't really care. I mean, <laughs> and, you know, I apologize. Sorry. Not sure what I'm apologizing for. No. But that's okay. It'll, it's over now, right? Uh, uh, yeah, as far as I'm concerned. Right. I don't care. Because, I mean, I, I, you know, I could sit here and do all my heckler stuff and, you know, make comments. Like, okay, here's a, here, let me make sure you know this is a joke. It's like I apologize that you're still breastfeeding at the age of 30. Um, I could do stuff like that. I'm not going to do that. It's all good. So, and I, I, never mind. Let's move on. All right. So, uh, one five. So that guy called on the bench yesterday. It's something about either his voice delivery or he's just super unlikable. Fred was wrong, but that guy kind of blows. Yeah, I was wrong. I, I, wow. I can't tell you how many times do I have to say I made a bad pick. To get you guys to shut up. I was wrong. Way wrong. It's about as wrong as I've been all year. No, that's not true. There's uh, the Rice game. I was, I was pretty wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, if it if it makes you guys happy, then uh, yeah, Virginia Button, he thinks Fight Club is about boxing. Yeah, play the actual audio. So here's what Fred said. Friday on the show when we were talking about it. And if you beat them fifty-six to ten, which is what's going to happen, by the way, you can uh, you can move on this game as if it's already been played tomorrow. But um, no, I, I just yeah, tomorrow yeah. you can move on this game as if it's already been played tomorrow. Sorry that that didn't come off as uh, okay. You know, sometimes I guess what sometimes I miss on trying to be funny. Probably a hell of a lot more than I miss on college. Oh, football. You also have the qualifier in there that if they beat them. 56 to 10. Yeah. Which I get you said this is going to happen, but there's still the if. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Let's just let's let's end it at that. Let's let's stop having people call the morning show about Fred not being able to take uh, a ribbing. And which which by the way, and same thing goes for AJ and everybody else. We know when we lose. Oh, it's okay. Everybody hates me. I'm yeah, okay. With I, I it. mean, it's fine. Um, and I don't mind taking grief. And I and, and people say, "Well, do they ever give you credit when when you're right?" Some some people do. I don't need that. I don't need an attaboy. But you know, just if you're gonna give me if you're gonna rip me for one, then go ahead and see. Uh, well, just just leave it alone. You can rip me all you want. I all don't right. care. It's fine. But you know, do it on the text line or something. Don't don't dirty up our errors, our air with, oh, you guys suck at this. Yeah, we get it. Um, Please says, you ever seen that movie Talk Radio where the shock shock gets shot by the crazy listener? That dude on the phone sounds like disturbed crazy listener. Um, Yeah, I've seen that movie. So. I've got a, uh, I, I saw a story. I wish I could, I can't find it again. 
I saw a story earlier today that someone posted about uh, the the Rockets. Like someone, a, a source close to the Rockets say they might end up as the worst team in the league. Like they they could end up. This thing could totally melt on them. I'm curious what you think the bottom is for the Rockets. Uh, with or without Harden, because I think with Harden, as much as he's a, I turd, mean, if they move Harden out, which I presume that that's what it would take for them to become the worst team in the league. Um, like is that if they trade Harden for expiring contracts and draft picks? Yeah, I guess it depends on what they do, and and John Wall has to get hurt. Yeah, which I'd say is or or you could just say John Wall is not going to be right. Like he he never comes right back. right that he's never the same. Yeah, I, I think that's a bit of a stretch. But, yeah, who's the who's the current like we consider the the de facto worst team in the league? Like, because it takes a couple of years of yeah. just being pathetic to be considered that, right? Is it the Knicks? Probably the, the Kings. Yeah, one of them, right? It's not the Warriors, I can tell you that. No, they're pretty good at sports. <laughs> well, they will be this year. Yeah. Last year, not so much. Worst team in the league. Yeah. But, no. I, and, I, and that's the thing. That could happen to somebody else. I don't know that Oklahoma City's going to be very good either. I don't either. So I doubt they'll be the worst, though. Cavs might be the worst currently. They're pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's going to be hard to get to that level. Although the I, the Knicks are always on that. I, I, yeah, I can't picture the Rockets getting that. Like, I can't picture their bottom being like an an eighteen win team. That's what the bottom of the league is now. Like that's that's tough for me to imagine. All right, speaking of hoops, got to tell you guys about Pro Dunk Hoops. You want the best basketball goal in the entire world? I'm t- the entire world. I, it's in my driveway. You can't have that one, but you can have one just like it. You get it from the guys over at Pro Dunk Hoops, ProDunkHoops.com. Thickest steel of any goal in the market, 75% thicker than the, the best brands you'll find in those big box stores. I'll tell you that much, Bubba. And it, Let's say you buy one from those stores, and then five years later, the glass cracks. Are you going to call that big box store and say, hey, glass cracked on my goal. Can you guys uh, replace it? They're going to laugh at you. You know what, Pro, Pro Dunk Hoops? They're going to come out and replace it for you absolutely free. It's never going to rust. It's never going to bend. And they've got a design to fit your home, your driveway, your backyard. They've got a fully portable version called the Bear. Uh, And they're all adjustable from 10 feet to 5 feet with the turn of a handle. So any age can get out there and play, and they can all make baskets. That's what it's all about, having fun making shots. See it all, ProDunkHoops.com, or you can give them a call today, 281 Three five one ninety eight twenty two. That's ProDunkHoops.com. Records on roads that these pave, and they don't like that. It's written all on their face. I don't know how I'm gonna make it. ESPN ninety seven five. I assumed you knew. is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Yeah, I, I think I've seen this movie. It's from 2009. I was probably drunk, so I, but it looks familiar. 
What movie? Uh, it's called Triangle. It's a British Australian movie. I've not seen it. So I don't like British movies. Two eight one says, "Damn, sometimes I hate y'all's opinions or get super frustrated when you don't respond to my opinion like I hope." But I don't think I've ever taken it so seriously that I come through the podcast from the previous week to find a quote, which, yeah, that's, um, that is a uh, dedication. One might say, "I can't get that worked up about anything." So, seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. I man. Where do you want to go here? Because I've got I've got like a lot more non sportsy stuff, in, including uh, robot soldiers. Ooh. We're gonna have. I, I I'm kind of curious what you think of this as a former military guy. Oh, I'll hear it. Um, apparently they are already doing this in Florida. They have un, well, they're calling them unmanned ground drones. They're essentially robot soldiers. Okay, which kind of makes sense. like RoboCop kind of. Uh, yeah, well, not so much. They kind of look like dogs. But they can shoot bullets? But they can shoot bullets. Pretty badass. I, I do think it's kind of badass. I mean, do you, don't put your soldier's life at risk. You could, you know, just run it remotely, just like you do a drone. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious what you think of this. I, I'm I, for it. And it'll just change what, it'll change what a soldier's job is. It'll be like, you know what, you know who will be soldiers from now on? Video game kids. Well, is that the worst thing in the world? No. I mean, that, but it's just going to change things. Now, there's going to be a bunch of blockhead dudes who are just idiots uh, that won't won't have jobs anymore. Because, let's face it, a lot of the guys that do, like the job that I did in the Army, uh, I, I think it's, you don't, you ain't got to be real bright to do it. Let's just put it that way. It's, it's a job that, like, they... So I, you take a test when you join the military called the ASVAB, and I I scored I, I always did pretty well on standardized tests. If it came to uh, effort in school, well, probably not my strong suit. Like sometimes I was lazy, but put put me down for a standardized test, I'll do all right. Um, the ASVAB I did very well. I I could have done whatever job I wanted to in the army. I wanted to be in the infantry. And my recruiter was like, "Are you out of your mind? This is what dudes come in here who are like, this, this is guys you got who got to come in here and you got to tell them, listen, you got to get your GED before you can be in the infantry, and then they'll get their GED and be in the infantry. It, it, it doesn't take a lot, but there is something to having a job for people like that. But now you'll have you can get that job. You just have to be good at video games too, apparently." Well, basically, they're using four robots to use as sentries around the base. Each one costs about $100,000. Oh, that's what? Well, it, eh. how long do they last? Well, they're, they're weatherproof, unmanned ground drones with two-way communication and high-tech sensors. They can be operated remotely or on their own and travel about seven miles on a single charge. They're not there to hurt anybody, but they're an extra set of eyes and ears for our defenders. They can obviously easily be converted to weapons, right? Yeah, certainly. Um, it wouldn't take much. Like, I, Yeah, but... It, $100,000, like, I mean, well, that's probably what you pay. Well, at least when in the old days, you probably pay a little more than that for four years of someone, at least in salary. But then you've got to say, well, you don't got to feed this uh, thing. You don't got to house it. I don't know. Hey, well, here's, here's, I mean, you have to house it, but just in a storage facility, not an right. actual bed yeah, with air conditioning. It's not going to have a water bill and, you know, electricity bill. Here's the negative. They're using uh, artificial intelligence 
to detect key patterns on the battlefield meant to aid soldiers in combat. Oh, so it's not this isn't human run. Uh, well, they, it's it, it can be run remotely by a human or by its artificial intelligence. Oh, I'm against that 100. Yeah, because I've seen Terminator a thousand times uh, yeah. and I know how this ends. So, yeah, I'm kind of against that. Yeah, I, I don't want that. Mm. I mean, I'll go why I'm against it just in general. And AJ, I'm not. I didn't do what you did, and I never saw anything like that. But if somebody at the top of a chain of command tells 50 guys shoot down these people because they're bad and those people look exactly like you or in your neighborhood or part of your community, the robot's not going to think twice and just do it. The human soldiers are going to go, well, why do you get to say who's bad? There's 50 of them who've been living in my community my whole life. Why would I shoot them over nothing? A robot will just do. That's true. Whether it's commanded by a human or not, eventually there will be somebody pulling those strips. The guy who's controlling it with a joystick if that guy says no all right cool you're fired next guy in shoot these people yeah and now you've taken the uh the plot from the running man basically <laughs> that, that, that's all that's all we're doing all is, those movies are like these uh yeah post-apoc- i don't want any of that stuff yeah remember when uh he wouldn't shoot the people what did they do they arrested him and somebody else shot the people that's exactly what you're doing has god run out of ideas and now he's just <laughs> using our movie or like movies humans created as uh, it, doesn't it seem that way? Yeah. The Galactic Federation guy yesterday? Uh, I'm pretty sure that was either in Starship Troopers or, well, fill in the blank. Galactic Federation. I haven't met any of them. Hum- hum- humanity's not ready, AJ, for aliens. Let's see. We've, we've dealt with the COVID. We're still dealing with the COVID. And riots and everything else. And we're not ready for aliens? I think we can handle aliens. If we have aliens, I want these robots to fight them. Well, yeah. That's probably where they came from. We probably are stealing their technology. And please, haven't they seen the Matrix? The robots are going to turn us into human batteries for their electricity needs. Yeah, that's next. And Starship Troopers is one of those movies I watch every time it's on. I just, I love that. Because... Yeah, I'm I'm very much I know this is surprising because I like sci fi and I like war movies and stuff like that, but I'm kind of anti killing humans. But killing bugs is badass because they're bugs. And I love seeing them explode and you know, love seeing Rico go out there and get him. I saw him in a movie the other day that was where uh I don't know, it was one of those Netflix things. Somebody says War Games is the perfect movie about this. Yeah, it was ahead of its time. But, yeah, come on, Fred. The Galactic Federation is from Rick and Morty. Oh, man. 713-780-ESPN. I, I just, I, I, yeah, now I'm starting to believe these scientists who say we're in a, in assimilation. Because doesn't it feel like all the stuff that's happening is just movies that we've already seen? Yeah. And, and so it's like a deja vu, which means, which, of course, in the Matrix, that's a glitch. So maybe there's a glitch in this whole simulation, and that's what we're in. I don't know. Well, you, I've long been against robots. I don't. I don't want uh, at least self-thinking robots. I like robots that are controlled by humans. But once yeah. you start doing AI, yeah, because uh, that's count me the, out. There's one inevitable conclusion. I they saw. Take, I, it's I, just I, like Planet of the Apes. We talk about that. Yeah. I saw iRobot. There's one inevitable conclusion to the three laws. Planet of the Apes, same thing. 
Yeah, it's, the, at some point, if you like, if you give like, if you try to put super stuff into into apes, they're, they're going to eventually destroy us. They'll they're already stronger. Yeah, apes or robots will be the downfall of our society. I'm certain of it. What it's not going to be coronavirus. It's going to be like uh, we're going to start uh, sending apes to medical school so they can find a vaccine for coronavirus, and then the apes are going to turn it against us and weaponize it. And robots are going to, like, the apes are going to control the robots because they're going to be smart enough to know these robots shouldn't have AI. They'll be ape control. They'll, well, they'll be ape intelligence, not artificial. And they'll kill us that way. That's what's going to happen. Well, I mean, also the plot to Planet of the Apes. But what's going to happen? The apes and the, and, and the robots are going to team up. Because why wouldn't they? Yeah. And humanity, gone. Boom. Dead. Destructive. We'll be like the dinosaurs. You know, and, and maybe we already are, and we're just in a simulation. Yeah, we just don't know. <laughs> See now, and this whole Fight Club thing about uh, flimsy cherry says, "How do you feel about Elon Musk wanting to put computer chips into humans so we don't won't need cell phones anymore?" Uh, I'm against that. I, I'm okay with my cell phone. Yeah, I always wondered though, and, and if this would be a violation of civil liberties. But if you you know, like we chip dogs. Like if you were worried about getting kidnapped, would it be worth microchipping a human the way we do a dog? Um, I, I, I wouldn't do it. Well, I mean, nobody's ever kidnapping us. So, but I mean, if you were hyper rich and you knew somebody might kidnap you, would you do it? No. Because yeah, I'd be worried that the government would get a hold of it yeah. and be able to track me. I, I don't trust the government enough for that. I don't. I mean, the, hell, the government's making artificially intelligent robots. That's why I don't trust them. <laughs> E32 says, we just have to go to the basement and eat rats while the apes and robots kill each other. Yeah. Now that movie, the Astrodome. Hey, has that been done? Has, has that movie been done? Apes versus robots? That's a good movie. I, it sounds I, like that movie Cowboys versus Aliens, though. Yeah, but there weren't any apes. That wasn't a good movie. No, it wasn't. <laughs> See, there's a fine line you, you walk right there. Well, but Cowboys aren't as advanced as apes, though. No, not not especially especially not the the Planet of the Apes guys, like Cornelius and all those guys. Once they got to their point, you know that, that that's that might be something. And yeah, Cowboys and Aliens was well. It's funny because the concept wasn't very good. The movie wasn't very good, but once you got into uh uh, now I'm blanking on that that TV show that I love, Firefly. That was what Cowboys and Aliens should have been. Only 14 episodes. Yeah. Terrific show. But um, RIP, right? Man, I'm, I'm thinking this this could be a project. This could be a Blitz project. The apes versus the robots. I don't have time for any projects. I don't either, but I'll, I'll work on it. But, you know, we, we, could, we could come up with a concept here, and then, you know, basically, humans let the apes take over, but then the robots take over. It, it, it's Terminator versus Planet of the Apes. Essentially what it is. How badass would that be? To me, that's like Starship Troopers because I, I I can root for either one of those. I can I don't mind robots getting killed because they're not human. I don't mind apes getting killed because once they've evolved to that point, oh, they're a I threat. Know. Well, I mean, so Harambe, Harambe, was, Harambe was different. He wasn't at that when point. When Harambe was murdered. <sighs> I'll never get over it. If dolphins evolve into being amphibious, we're all screwed. That's true also. Yeah. Except they would, like, their arms aren't long enough. Like, their flippers aren't long enough to, to hold weapons. 
So yeah, but again, Douglas Adams—they were already the smartest people on the planet. That's why they left. So long, and thanks for all the fish. It's all been done. All right, I got to tell you guys about TGS Insurance. You want to save some money. Now, an ape or a robot, would have, they've already been smart enough to call TGS and start saving money on their home or ape, or their you know robot warehouse or ape enclosure insurance. Uh, but you could save up to oh, the average customer saving $900 a year, 900 uh, on their homeowner's insurance. And it's so simple. All you got to do is send a text. You text the word money to 232323. 23 They'll ask for your address. You reply back with that. They're going to send you a firm quote with excellent coverage within 15 seconds. I did it. I saved over $1,000 a year. Graham, who works in sales here, saved $2,600 a year on his home insurance. And you know what? He felt like an idiot. Like, why, why have I been paying so much for so long? There, you don't know until you try it. What's the harm in trying it? Check them out. Text the word money to 232323. They'll get you out of your old contract, get you started saving money right away. 232323. Text the word money. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz. On ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter was so bad it's actually good. I agree. <laughs> A lot of people say that. I, I mean, it, it, really, thing, but it, it really was bad. That's what you're into. But I liked it. Just because you know, there are some times I like bad things. So... All right, let's uh, wrap things up the way we always do with deaths. And uh, we'll start with 1993, Frank Zappa, dead at the age of 52. Which I think he was more famous for his kids' names, like Moon Unit and what was the other, the girl? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'm going to take issue with this, not being in best deaths. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, dead at 35. That's pretty, a pretty crazy. He only lasted to 35. Yeah. And I got a lot of work done. Good for him. Also, musical genius Roy Orbison, 1988, dies of a massive heart attack at 52 years old. I, you know, maybe surprised that he, he had a heart attack. He didn't look like a, he wasn't a great big fat person. No, he was, he was, uh, frumpy though. He wasn't fat. Yeah. I mean, he was chubby, but you, like, you wouldn't expect, I guess. I mean, he was like... I mean, he's a musician. God knows he? what he was... 52? 52, yeah. Eh, maybe it's time. Um, <laughs> another one that might... I think some of these guys might need to be in Best Death. Shoeless Joe Jackson, 1951. Uh, Dandy Don Meredith, 2010. Those are pretty good. Yeah. Pete Rozelle, 96. Although Roy Orbison should be in Best Death too, right? Uh, yeah. Well, we, wait till we get to the Best Death before we judge. Do you know that Elvis judge. once said that Roy Orbison was the greatest singer in the world? I mean, he said he had the perfect voice. you got to respect that. Yeah, I don't know how perfect it was. I, I used to do a pretty good imitation of Roy Orbison, but only a couple lines. Elvis was a hero to some. And a nightmare to others. Um, Fred Akers, former UT coach, yep. 2020. Uh... 
Jefferson Davis, 1889. I do declare. President of the Confederate States of America, dead at the age of 81. Statue dead at the age of 281. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't live too long. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, 1870, Alexander Dumois. The only reason I mention him is from uh, in uh, Shawshank. He goes, this, what is this by Alexander Dumbass? <laughs> <laughs> That's Dumois. <laughs> Count of Monte Cristo. Uh, Chuck Yeager died this week. 97 years old. First man to break the sound barrier. Very famous man. All right. Also known as a meister. Come on. It didn't even deserve like a... No, I, I liked it. I liked it. I, I was waiting for that. Yeah. yeah thanks, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, see, that goes in... Uh, that should go in stupid stuff. That was pretty good. Uh, all right. Here we go. Here's your best deaths. There's a long list, and I want you to tell me if who you would take off for some of those other people that we mentioned. Scott Weiland, 48 years oh, old, 2015. That, that is a good one. That's a bigger than one. Mozart, though? Uh, I mean, for me... But it's close. It's close. Yeah, I loved Scott Weiland. Uh, Pimp C in 2007. That's a good one, too. Yeah, I'm not familiar with his work. What? I, I don't know. Where are really. you from? I, I never really listened to hip hop. Like, I'll hear a song and you could tell me, oh, that was Pimp C. And I'll, I've heard it before. But it's, it's the same thing I am with country, basically. So, you know, do you know who Bun B is? Yeah, he's in town here. Okay. Pimp C was his partner. Like they, they had a, a a musical group called the Underground Kings, UGK. Cool. So Pimp C, a, a Houston legend. All right. I'm not saying take him off. Okay. Benny Stretch. Uh, Nelson Mandela, 2013. That's pretty good. Uh, in 343, Saint Nicholas, the Greek bishop who became the model for Santa Claus, dead in 73. Dead? Uh, the model. What? Model. Stop. That was the regular St. Nicholas. Jolly old St. Nick. Still alive. Still living. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, I don't know how to put this one, but we should honor it anyway because we didn't mention it on the 7th, but over 2,400 Americans killed at the attack on Pearl Harbor. Oh. Uh, yeah. 1978, Golda Meir, Prime Minister of Israel. I'm going to go with, uh, nope, not bigger than Mozart. No. And, yeah, probably not bigger than Dandy Don either. Sorry. Of course, I grew up with Dandy Don on Monday Night Football. That was a big deal. I never knew Dandy Don on Monday Night Football. Yeah. You missed out. Well, you want to add four. You've taken off one, and you have three left. All right. Well, we're we're not taking... three need to be bigger than the other Well, we're not taking off John Lennon, 1980. No. Imagine there's no Lennon. Oh. Um, and we're not taking off Dimebag Daryl Abbott, mm. 2004. Maybe there should have just been a music category today. Maybe so. That's, that's a lot of big music names. Uh, Imagine if those dudes had a band. John Lennon, Scott Weiland, Dimebag Daryl, and Mozart. What about Pimp I mean, C? And Pimp C. And Pimp C, yeah. yeah. It'd be Linkin Park, basically, is what it would be. Uh, you got a rocker, a rapper. You know, a Mo- like, Mozart was a pianist, but that's pretty much a DJ. Like He could adjust. Yeah. I mean, Mike Shinoda, I think his primary instrument when he was growing up was the keyboard. Yeah. So. And Roy, or- Roy Orbison could sing. Yeah. Who, who plays bass is what I want to know. Mm. Anybody? Can we get a bassist out there? Is there a dead? You know what? I uh, didn't mention Tommy Boland, guitarist for Deep Purple. He could play bass. 
Okay. Because guitars can play bass. All right. Who's Sorry. our drummer? Um, hmm. It'll have to be one of the porno chicks. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know what? It could have been uh, Pope John the 22nd. Because, you know. All right. I like to think that popes weren't spanking asses. But <laughs> have you read the news? <laughs> Usually they're just like archbishops or something. <laughs> Um. Okay, here we go. Porn stars. We have six today. What? Oh yeah, I, I didn't mention John Glenn, 2016 American astronaut. Also, why you got John Glenn in here, but not Chuck Jagermeister? <laughs> well, he's he's because the NASA John guy. Glenn was the first human to orbit the Earth. Well, I mean, Chuck Yeager is the first person to break the sound barrier. Chuck Yeager was very. Chuck Yeager did commercials and invented the Yeager bomb. All right, respect. Yeah, I generally trust you on the. John NASA Glenn stuff. Was, a, was a public servant as a senator. Oh well, that that's that doesn't make him that that's points against. That takes away from his astronaut yeah, I mean, skills. He, he had he got paid for life. Yeah, f that. Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. 2015, Verna Bonino, aka Barbarella, dead at the age of 52. 52? Yeah. Uh, that sounds like liver. How about cause of death unknown? That's a point. All right, all right. All right. Verna Bonina. Uh, Barbarella. Boy, uh, Josh was talking about movies that did it for you when, yeah. when I was a kid. Barbarella. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, 2017, August Ames, dead at 23 from? She's very famous. Uh, suicide. Ding, 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 ding. 2018, Angela White. 25 years old. Suicide. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, we might have a perfect score here. They both committed suicide by hanging. Uh, 1995, Christy Lynn, 24. Overdose? Car crash. Uh, 2012, Katie King, 20 years old. Ooh. Uh, murdered. Suicide. Damn it. Well, murdered by herself. I'm going to give yeah, you a point. Yeah, self-murder. And uh, finally, 2004, Leah DeMay, 27. Uh, overdose. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. <gasps> Brain cancer. Damn, and you did not do, ouch. And you did not do it in the form of a question. So, hey, four out of six ain't bad. What is brain cancer? <laughs> by the way, it's Angie White, not Angela White, because apparently Angela White is still an alive porn star. I just know there's some listener who's really into his porn trivia it's angie white not angela white who's okay. still very much alive apparently okay okay because when you google angie white cause of death there all it is is like angela white bleeps a bleep with a big bleep in her bleep somebody's going and dies to, from it eventually she's going to be murdered and someone's going to say whose browser history searched how to, and it's going to be you it's going to come back yep. on you bubba incognito yep. mode <laughs> oh the police can crack that Watched a lot of Law and Order. All right, that'll do it. Great job, Aaron. Great job, AJ. Uh, we'll do it again tomorrow. Till then, stay around free, bitches. This is Heisman Trophy winner and College Football Hall of Fame, Mike Rozier, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5.